Hi, welcome to Andis Writing, a tipsy writing podcast for one of our mini episodes. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check our website at anditswriting.com. I'm Amy Avery, writer of adult fantasy. I also self-publish under the pen name Avery Ames. And I'm DC McNaughton, speculative and historical fiction writer. So grab a drink, pop in your earbuds, and enjoy today's episode. Hi, so today we're going to talk about doing research for your story. Research! Research! That thing I didn't know, I didn't used to know how to do at all, and then I got made fun of by one of my partner's moms for not doing my research, <laughs> and she like, she like gave me, it was the first time I had ever given my book to anyone, and she this was the book I've talked about this in previous episodes, mm-hmm. but I gave her the book and then she read like two chapters of it. And then she gave it back to me and she said, do your research and then rewrite it and then get back to me and I'll try again. <laughs> and I was like, what? It was a fantasy book, but like it started in like California. And she's like, I've lived in California and you don't know anything about California. And I'm just like, <laughs> God, fuck, I'm such an idiot. But you know what? That was a great crash course in uh, somebody just really being like, I'm not reading your stuff because this is not well researched. And I really developed a an appreciation for mm-hmm. it after that. <laughs> you know? Well, I think that's something to touch on is the fact that I think the common like conception is that, yes, of course, you're going to have to do research for if you're doing like a historical fiction. But like if you're writing fantasy or modern, people are like, yeah, but but you need to do research. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like even like, you know, even if like you have like a fantasy book that like takes place on a different planet with like different, you know, customs and stuff. And I know a lot of people do take this route because some people just don't like research and that's OK. Mm-hmm. So they like make up their whole thing. But like you still have to like I I would say that a book even if it's fantasy that is well-researched with something that is similar, like makes it so much better. So for instance, when I wrote my fantasy book, it took place on this like very, you know, remote Island and they didn't have much technology, but I was still looking up stuff like how did people make furniture before there were factories? And like, what does that look like? You know, because if you have like a society of people in a fantasy world that don't have factories, you have to (laughs) consider all this stuff. And like, it actually, it's just really cool because you find not even, your characters have character but also the rest of your book has character the setting has more character mm-hmm. too yeah and i mean i will admit i'm one of those people who likes the wiggle room afforded by a very soft magic system and slightly vague world description <laughs> yeah but even then there's there's things you have to research if it's something that is important to your story and or your world you're gonna have to like research things that are similar because what you want is like a sense of verisimilitude in your world, whether it's fantasy, whether it's, you know, contemporary in a place that you haven't lived, like you said, but no matter what it is, you want it to feel real. Yes. And the way you make it feel real is by adding the details that you get from researching things that are similar and or that place, that time. For example, I, when I was writing The Longest Autumn, the, the, in the concept is that autumn lasts, I don't remember, autumn lasts a real long time. (laughs) It's a long time, yeah. <laughs> and so I had to go, well, what would happen with crops? What would happen with animals? What would happen with, you know, if any, there were, you know, because usually that's kind of flu and cold season. What would, how would all these things tie in together? And so especially with the 
horticultural aspect of agriculture and which plants would grow. I actually reached out to a local agriculture office and was like, is there anybody I can talk to? (laughs) And (laughs) I remember that they did. Yeah, they had an expert who is a horticulturist who sat down with me and I was like, thought experiment, what would happen? And she talked with me and was like, okay. And she gave me like sheafs of paper that were like charts of like which what the (laughs) what temperature certain plants would still produce at and all sorts of stuff she talked about different types of pests and at what temperatures they thrive and it was way more research than i could ever put in the book i'm sure a lot of it i may have gotten wrong (laughs) yeah i'm sure that was like the most interesting conversation she'd had like for weeks yeah she seemed really (laughs) excited uh about it and you know i i know that i'm kind of envious that you were able to do that because it's something I've always wanted to do but like I'm just so shy but I think to all those other shy people out there like me and and like you because I know you're shy too like people are actually excited to talk Mm -hmm. about the things that they like to do (laughs) when I worked at I used to work at Joanne Fabrics and one of the things that they do is when they would hire people they'd be like are you interested in any sort of crafting and or sewing or anything like that because they know that people come in and they want to talk to people about their stuff and they want you to be excited about it. So you'd be like, what are you making? Oh, that's really cool. How are you, how are you doing this? And you yeah, you talk to people. And so it's the same way when you're doing research. If you do have to approach a professional about something, you can send them an email and just know that they're probably like super excited. And if you are an author and you're like, hey, I want to know how this works, they're probably like super happy to have somebody that's interested in the thing that they want yeah. to talk about. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. And another thing I see, and, and since we're still on the uh, the subject of fantasy, mm-hmm. um, another thing that I see a lot of in fantasy that I really, really don't like. And look, this is coming from me who was raised as a poor kid. And I think, Avery, you have heard me complain about mm-hmm. this one in particular. When uh, somebody writes a fantasy book and it is set in a, a wealthy individual's home on this planet, and, and usually, especially us writers, we don't have a lot of money, <laughs> most of us. So we don't really, a lot of us don't know what it's like to live in a, in a position like that, even in, in this world. Mm-hmm. And uh, something that really tears me away from fantasy, and there's a lot of fantasy set in wealthier households mm-hmm. or like kingdoms, emperors, things like that. And it's just like people don't understand how how furniture is in a, in a wealthy person's home how everything that they have like is so much better than like everybody else there was this i i, I read a book i'm not gonna i'm not gonna name drop it because everybody <laughs> knows what this book is but there is this part of this book and it takes place in a completely like fantasy world i think i think i, I never finished i say book. if it's the one you're you're thinking of it's it's kind of like a almost like a dystopia yeah it's a dystopia mm-hmm. And this person has is, is very extremely wealthy. And there's this part where this person like vomits on their really nice couch. And they, first of all, don't have anyone to help them clean it up, clean it up. And then they just like leave it there. Hmm. Like, and, and I've just, you know, like do your research on how, because, you know, usually if somebody vomits on a beautiful piece of furniture, like that person has somebody to clean that up. Mm-hmm. Like they just do. And and this is like the kind of stuff you have to think about. In, in contrast, for instance, the Goldfinch 
by Donna Tart. Like she was actually an author who was raised in a wealthy home. And when she writes wealthy people, I'm like, wow, this is like, this is some crazy stuff here. <laughs> and that's what you want your fantasy readers to feel like when they read your healthy, wealthy person in their own world. You want to be like, that's crazy. Like I want to be in it. So yeah, that just like, another note on fantasy, like even the political stuff, like mm-hmm. don't try to cheat yourself out of like good information and a really eager reader because you didn't do the research on like anything. Mm -hmm. And I guess that kind of one of the other topics I wanted to discuss here is like, where do you go for research? Because yes, I know Wikipedia is not a source. However, Wikipedia does have links at the bottom to sources and sometimes you can find sources there. Sometimes it's just a random web page. So like really vet them. But sometimes they'll be like, it's from this this book from a vetted source from like a university press or something. Mm-hmm. So kind of you can kind of like go to the Wikipedia page and scroll to the bottom where they've got all their footnotes and kind of start digging through those. Yeah. But where else? And we mentioned reaching out to experts, which you can usually find through Google search. I just searched like my city name agricultural expert. <laughs> That's how I found mine. Yeah. God, I, you know, I feel like we could have a whole episode on this and we might want one at some point because I would love to dig deeper into this because there's just, just such a wide variety of things like a person could research. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's like a different place for everyone because one could true. say, you know, if you're talking about how do you research wealthy people without having to talk to one of those, <laughs> you know, like you you could, for instance, like just, you know, put yourself in the in the headspace of a wealthy person and just like. I don't know, go to a bookstore and look at a magazine full of like really good furniture. Like <laughs> you, the, the amount of, this, of stuff you learn, just like sort of incorporating yourself into that lifestyle for just a moment. It's, it's a lot. And then Google will think you're wealthy for a while and start giving you like ads on everything, you know, and, and, and you're like, no, 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 you've got me all wrong, Google. I could go on about that for days. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe we'll put a pin in where you go for research and we'll just make this episode about like kind of brushing the surface of like i like that why you should research because that's kind of where we've been going yeah. so far yeah i i like that because i want to talk more about that i think because i you know because i actually decided to write a historical fiction and boy i have got a two foot high pile of books to read just on like a bunch of like all so much stuff like even like language and uh, there are people out there who get away with, you know, writing historical fiction without doing a lot of research, but like it is a is a huge difference the amount mm-hmm. of research that I've had to do for like this one that I'm working on now versus like a fantasy. All my books take kind of place on Earth, mm-hmm. so I always have to do a little research, but this is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like um, we, <laughs> I have a couple of friends who are very 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 into particular time periods and places in history different ones but they each have like their time period and their location that they are super into and it's so funny listening to them (laughs) when they read a book that's set in those times and places because when you get somebody who's really into it they're gonna find every error oh yeah now as an author if you're not as familiar with the topic as a scholar who's into that you're gonna make mistakes it's gonna happen oh yeah but the idea is to try to minimize those as much (laughs) as possible yeah Yeah. like donna tart doesn't 
sometimes she doesn't do a very good job writing a poor person. (laughs) You know, like, it's like, okay, she got that right. But that's a little, that's a little, that's a little off. That's a little privileged, the thing that that poor person just did. But like, you know, that's just little stuff. And it definitely doesn't take a person out of the book. You know, the point is to just do as much as possible and do it Mm -hmm. after you've written your first draft because well, at least for me, I guess some people love research so much. They're just like, I just want to research and then write a book. But personally, I'm like, write a draft and then kind of see where your issues are. Mm-hmm. Because I wrote my first draft and I was like, oh, wow, I'm going to have to look up stuff about 17th century illness. I'm going to have to look up this and this and this and this. And I was just running it and I kept a list the entire time of all the different things I need to research. And I highlighted sentences that I was just like, I don't know when people started using wagons and I don't know when horses got to Canada. Like, I don't know this shit. So like, it's like a whole list of things that I have to like go through and like try to figure out. And it's absolutely crazy. Yeah. And that might vary depending on whether you're a planner or a, like a plotter or a pantser, Mm -hmm. because you and I are a little bit of both. We're kind of in that middle zone, but we both believe in the zero draft. (laughs) Yes. Whereas I have friends that do like much more detailed planning. And in that case, maybe you do want to front load some of the research, but maybe we should Mm -hmm. touch on at what point does research become procrastination? Pretty early on, I think, (laughs) if you haven't written anything, that's, you know, I am giving myself, I'm allotting myself, well, two weeks, but I'm going to add on another week if I need to, because there's been a lot going on. Give yourself a time frame and mm-hmm. like stick to it. We, we have another episode on procrastination, yeah. so I won't go into that. The thing is, is you can like go on vacation doing research and I've gotten really good at it and I'm starting to like it. I have to like stop myself and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. this is kind of going past kind of what I need to know. I got to like finish this up and reel myself back in and keep going. Like, you know. You got to finish your book, uh, but but you don't want to get stuff wrong either. So I don't know. I think you are you touched on a good point, which is like how far away from what I need to know is this? Because you may find out if you if you get like a step away from what you're researching, you may find like some interesting bit of like especially if you're doing like a historical, some interesting bit of like cultural history or something, or, you know, some like tidbit about like what they use, what they cooked back then or whatever, when you were actually looking Mm -hmm. up, like, like, for example, furniture. Yeah. So, and then you can work that into your book. So, I mean, if it's like a step away, maybe, but if you're like five steps away and like eight tabs, like browser tabs away from where (laughs) you started about the thing that you needed, maybe it's time to go. Okay. Maybe I should rein it back just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And and we'll go more into this once we have that other episode. Mm-hmm. But like be careful how much research you're doing online. Yeah. If you can find it in a library, go to a library because you guys, the internet is fucking evil. Mm-hmm. And literally anybody can publish anything they want, even if it looks like a a trusted website. I had an issue the other day where I was looking up some stuff from Inuit culture and it looked like, you know, an Inuit person had set the website up but come to find out there was a lot of other inuits that really disagreed with some of the stuff on it so i had to like dig deeper somewhere else Mm -hmm. i ended up just going to a very rare bookstore and and picking some stuff up from like labrador you know research material that's actually like published from a college in canada and not everybody's lucky enough to find stuff like that but you like really want to be careful and and don't just check in one place for the love of God, you got to double cross check everything because 
I, I've, mm-hmm. I do that now with everything because some, so often I'll get information from one place and then I will look in another place and the information will be completely different. Mm-hmm. So it, it's rough. Don't be getting your historical information from TikTok, please. Oh God, no. <laughs> I'd rather you go to Cora and ask people questions about their job. And you can get some good information there. We'll talk about that. It, it's very cool because anybody can, a- you know, answer on Cora. But like, you're like, I need an actual physician to tell me what it's like to get a surgery in this place. Like, and they'll be like, I'm a physician and I'll tell you everything. Like, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I will say we'll put a pin in it. But that is touching on like primary, secondary sources. Yeah. Find a primary source, but just like a person who is the- like you, for example, you're reading books that were published in that time period to see how yep. people spoke and wrote and you know, mm-hmm. just cultural things from that time. Uh, and that's, you know, a primary source. And we'll, like I said, we'll, we're kind of running out of time, but we'll go over that. We're going to do the full episode on this. For sure. Yeah, just realized, like, wow, we have a lot here. There's a lot of stuff to talk about here. Like, wow, shit, should have been an hour. This is your teaser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about it again for sure. Yeah. Any final thoughts for today? I'm good. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good to me. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check out our website at anditswriting.com. And a reminder that if you heard anything in the episode that interested you, please check out the show notes for links and information.